Hey, hey, we should do an intro. No, we shouldn't. How will they know we're the theater boys? They'll just know, okay? That one, uh, that one was good. So everyone, we just went to go see Death on the Nile. Well, I was gonna, oh, give it a good opener first. Oh, a good, what did you want? Like any unwanted <laughs> sequel, we're back. <laughs> that is us. Yeah. But we went to go see Agatha, uh, I guess, I'll call it Agatha Christie's Death on the Nile, because it's her, her stories. The, the novelist? Yeah, that's the novelist. Um, which is a fun, I like fun murder mysteries, and this to me was a fun murder mystery at the end all, be all of it. What, what was your uh, initial end thoughts? I mean, it was a UK Knives Out, right? Like, yeah, but this is like the OG OG. Oh yeah, no, like this is this is those great like murder mysteries that we haven't gotten in a while because Marvel movies have... Yeah. Absolutely goggled yeah. up. Normally, these are on PBS. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is correct. But I digress. Yeah, no, oh my gosh, it was really refreshing. It was nice to go see something where, like, it wasn't, I mean, people were still dying, right? It's a murder mystery. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't like, oh, we're watching the heroes prevail against unwinnable odds. Like, there's a puzzle, and, like, you're trying to figure it out before the end of the movie, and, like... Yeah. I think we went several levels deeper than we needed to. Yeah, we, re- we really did. But but although, to its credit, I think it sets up the the level of intrigue that warrants us trying to dig into it. Oh, it kept us kept uh, me thoroughly hooked the entire time. Like it's a it was a very thrilling movie in that regard. Like you really kind of don't know, like okay, what, who is whose motives. Why would they do this? Because the motives develop over the course of the movie. So you're really very unsure. I really feel like... I don't know how much time, but they really spent a long time on the intro of all the characters and, like, building in who is who, all the relationships, all of the backstory. So it's really anyone's guess as to who is the murderer. Yeah. Because at... I think there's there's some people that you like write off immediately. At least for me, there was two characters where I was like, no, it's not them. But like anyone else, fair game, could be any of them. I mean, we were having fun just trying to guess who was going to be the one who murdered. Yeah, which I think is the I think is the best part of murder <laughs> mystery movies is that you you dialogue with the people of like who who do you think do it? How do you think they got it done? Uh, or how do you think they will get it done? Since you know it's a murder mystery going into it. Yeah, which one of these people is getting axed? Yeah. Um, which is always a good time. I like I like playing the guesswork. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's I think that's it for my non-spoilery things. If you have anything else to add. No, I mean, like I said, it was a good movie. I enjoyed I enjoyed it, and uh, I think we're gonna have to hopefully get some more of these in the, in the future. Uh, now to go on a little more spoiler side of things. First off, I thought the casting, they did a great job. Because the whole entire cast is very... Just great actors. Like, very great, subtle um, actors, I think, the cast were for this piece. I mean, I think it suffered from my whole issue. Not issue, but, like, the thing that spoils Knives Out is, like in a vacuum you have no idea what's going on but like Chris Evans is expensive 
And like, you're only going to cast him to be somebody important. So who does he end up being? The murderer. And like, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, is expensive. But everyone, every, Jared Leto, wasn't that Jared Leto? Or Russell Brand, whoever that. I don't know, man. That doctor's expensive. Shuri was there. Okay. She's kind of expensive. As someone who cares not for the people behind the camera or in front of the camera, I only care for their performance on screen. I know who she is. She was going to die. That was I called that. Now I was wrong about the rest of it, yeah. but I will say it was the second movie that involved a confidence play that Gal Gadot was in this year. That's true. That's true. So for those of you who have seen, who have or have not seen, um, Red Notice. Red Notice, yes, on Netflix with The Rock. Yes. And our boy. But anyway, I digress. Yes. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, we were going back and forth and guessing that. Like so, paint goes missing. There's fake blood at one point, yeah. and we just kind of assumed that oh, she's not actually dead. Yeah. They like faked it so that she could stop dealing with all these people that hate her because they set up a motive, right? Like everybody has a reason to want her dead. Yeah. So we're like, oh, her and her husband are gonna like eat out of here, and like it's totally not the ex that's just harassing them and following them around. And it's totally not the husband because like that would just be too obvious, right? <laughs> So, like, I think we came up with that theory the first, like, two minutes. Yeah, the first five minutes of the movie. And we were like, nah, that's too easy. And just immediately started spitting up the most ridiculous things we could think of. Until we settled on Gal Gadot, whose feet they've shown in a meat locker several times now, (laughs) with some poor actress doing camera B work, is totally not dead. And they're going to bring her back at the end of the third act. And her husband is going around cleaning up the people who know she's not dead. Yeah. And making actual bodies. But they keep going back to the meat locker. And it's like, man. The theory gets less and less <laughs> Every possible. time they show her corpse, it's like she's either hiding in this refrigerator. Like, ducking under the covers whenever she hears footsteps. Or she's actually dead. <laughs> Turns out she's actually dead. Uh, which is, is quite interesting. Um. Because I, I was paralleling this in my head to how the Orient Express movie, which came out a few years back, uh, which it's the, the same uh, main character uh, and actor for Puero, so they're keeping like the same uh, universe, I guess is the word to say. Um, I mean, it's a sequel. Yeah, it's a sequel for it. Um, that's what I meant, the sequel. So um, it's, it's just interesting how they like kind of reestablished him at the beginning. So at the start, you get Puero in World War One, uh, which I thought was very interesting to kind of start him off as like he was in the World War and kind of his role that played into there and, and, and his love interest and kind of this this rich or thick backstory to his character, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Which kind of sets him up to be a very single man uh, because of his love interest that, that died uh, but also brings out his like peak intelligence and shows how uh, what what later people will describe it, he's so like proud and so vain that he wants to be the smartest man in the room but he also is the smartest man in the room uh, he is not very humble not that very is humble. for sure uh, but it's just who who he is 
there was nothing really like profound about the movie, right? There's no like, it's just your strict cover to cover murder mystery. Uh, moral quandaries. Yeah, and they kind of like bring up like, I mean, they give everyone a reason to kill her, right? One or dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It's good. It's good. It was really fun. Uh, I want to. I want to see more of them. That is for sure. Yeah. I would like to also know like more about his backstory. I think it was really just a great movie overall and just such an upgrade from the last one, in my opinion, because the Orient Express had also a huge cast. Like, they had Daisy Ridley when she was all, like, up and up in Star Wars uh, and a couple other, like, notable uh, actors in it. And it really, like, fell short of, like, the murder mystery. Like, you really weren't guessing a whole lot. You really weren't that engaged. But this was, like, very thrilling in a sense of, like... You, you kind of didn't know what was going to happen next. Not necessarily, like, who was going to die, but, like, how were they going to die? What was going to happen? Even, like, some, like, secondary things, like snake bites, like, kind of attempting to happen and, like, alligators, like, eating animals out of nowhere and you just kind of, like, that's kind of... Yeah, they really, like, kept you on your toes the whole movie. Like, yeah. Even during the slow parts in the beginning, there's a few little, like, ah! This is because, again, it's a murder mystery. Somebody's dying. You don't know when. Yeah. And they set up several times where you're like fairly certain this is going to be it. Like, you know, somebody says, all right, gang, let's go split up. And you're like, oh, somebody's getting it. Somebody's getting Ah, they're all back together in the next scene. Yeah. Like, you're just expecting someone to go missing. Uh, you called the shriek. That was, yeah. that was guaranteed. The shriek is so, like the, the murder mystery shriek. You know when the when the maid comes in and finds the dead body on the on the bed, and they're just like, ah! <laughs> it's almost akin to a Wilhelm scream at this point. Honestly, it is. But yeah, sure enough, we got that. Yeah, uh, I'll give them props for like the creativity of how they again because they they lead us. Bob, right? It's obvious that not obvious, but like the stereotypical is you know the confidence play. The marriage is a sham. They want to get the will written to the husband, kill the wife, take the money, run off with the actual true love. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, like, really make this almost airtight alibi. Um, which, to me, I just thought it was a... Like, I, I don't know. I'll, I would love to watch it again, but the scene where yeah. sh- uh, the, the girlfriend shoots him, like, I could have sworn she had the gun, like, not pointed at his leg. I thought the like, same Like, it was, thing. like, up high. I and I was like, oh, he's dead! Yeah. I'm like, well, this isn't a mystery. She shot him. Yeah. <laughs> we know. And then he's, like, grabbing his leg. And I'm like, oh, that was... All right. Okay. Okay. So yeah. some, something's happening now. Yeah. And then, then it all goes down and they, they do the whole... It was fake blood and all this. And he yeah. was sprinting back and forth in the boat. I, I my, my one big gripe with it is I have to figure out the, the timeline of which Pearl was talking about of, of when his friend dies. Um... But he's, like, when, when his friend dies, and he's, before he dies, and he's telling the story of, like, the night's events that are, he found the woman dead, um, and didn't know who, who did it yet, um. Oh, so Book. And, and it was just, is his name Book? Book, yeah. Yeah, so. so you go, you go. I was gonna say, it looked like, okay, Book and his girlfriend are in the room when, I forget her name, the crazy one shoots the husband boyfriend yeah and he you know 
they find out later he's a concerning person, he's well-mannered. Why wasn't his initial reaction go to Galgoda and be like, hey, your husband's just been shot? But it was. And he ran in probably shortly after getting the husband situated and with the doctor, right? Because I think he was the one who ran to the doctor. So he's running for the doctor, the husband. Mm. So books... I I don't remember any of the names. Yeah. Book's girlfriend takes the crazy girlfriend. There's a lot of mistresses and girlfriends. Shuri. Shuri? Okay. Shuri takes the crazy... That's not her actual name. It's just Black Panther. Okay. Yeah. Shuri's (laughs) character... Anyway! Book's girlfriend takes crazy girlfriend to nurse. Book goes looking for doctor. In the time that those two are leaving the husband alone, assuming that he's shot in the leg in a mobile, he grabs the gun and runs and kills his wife and then like but he uses like scarves and stuff to suppress it and then shoots himself and then puts a bullet back in the gun because it's a four-barreled Dillinger and then throws it in the water in case it's found now they thought a step ahead of me because I would have not assumed they would have found the pistol in the Nile River but the plot beat the plot so they armored themselves against the plot armoring of the detective, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he runs it. You can probably like, they fall. It's like a, not a one It's just about a one that whole time. There's no cuts. So like you can kind of see everything that's going on. And based on where he was, where she was, oh, excuse me. there was plenty of time for him to run and do the deed and run back so and then he shoots himself and then there's actual blood and then that's when the doctors and everybody get there but he's really a really a long shot that he doesn't get caught sprinting by like well he's on anyone but he's on the other side of the boat yeah but like I guess the staff goes home at night yeah the staff's home or not on the boat and most people are asleep the detective's asleep at least for sure well he drugged him yeah so um and for me, I was just confused about the timeline because I was like, wouldn't his first thing be to go to the the wife first? No, it was to get the doctor. So it was the doctor. So like to me, I was just like, huh, interesting. So that's my timeline. I was just thinking, oh, like he found the body before the husband could have gotten there to kill her. Therefore, this is implausible. And that's where my head went. Oh yeah, they didn't. That's right. They didn't use the suppressed shot on the. On wait, the head. Wait, she, no, no, no. There's, there were three shots. Why didn't they hear the second shot? Because no. even in when they do the the like, this is what happened. Like he's not using the scarf to suppress shooting Galgoto. He's using the scarf to suppress shooting himself. Yes. So there should have been two shots. Should have been. Um, Did we catch them? Did we get them, guys? It's a twenty-two. All right. Yeah. Well. And that brings me to my last problem, which is, I don't, I am no firearms expert, but I have shot in fair enough 20, I mean, it's lethal, right? It's going to kill you, but I don't think it's enough to cut through a human spine, go out the front, and then go all the way through another human. The only way is you miss all the bones. Yeah, I mean, she's got to miss all the bones. You have to miss all the bones. So yeah, the, uh, the spoiler alert. Uh, crazy girlfriend and husband's boyfriend get found out yeah. and 
she does this whole, we'll be lovers forever. And he's like, let's escape. And she's like, how would I just kill us both? And like gives him a hug and then shoots through his back into her chest and kills both of them through the heart. And it's all very romantic and Classic mushy. lovers. Yeah. It's like you're Romeo and Juliet, only if Romeo and Juliet killed the Montagues and the Capulets and then ran off together. Yes. And then died. So, yeah, it's just kind of your, I guess, yeah, kind of, it's kind of like a sick play on Romeo and Juliet where they just, you know, kill everyone else. Yeah. Uh, but, hey. But very enjoyable. I loved it. I will, if they make a third one, I'm going to go watch it just because, unfortunately, the PBS version is no longer uh, airing or airing new episodes, tears. Um, but if you're looking for something that's, like, faith, that's similar in, in tone to like the Poirot that ran from the the 80s to like 2015 uh this would be very similar um in how even Poirot's portrayed in how like the the acting is done so I think it's very uh, a truthful or similar retelling to, to how that went so I enjoyed it very much um aside from making sure the timelines got right I did love the, I did love the directing, um, style choices that they did of this, that they weren't a lot of, like, um, dead-on shots of everyone, but a lot of it was, like, through the wood of the chairs, through the glass of the windows, um, the directing was, was quite unique in how it's portrayed, cinematography, um, yeah, of, the movie which i thought was like unique i think it's i think uh-huh. it's to make you feel like you're a fly on the wall yeah so like you're just kind of like sneaking an... around watching all of these people go about their lives because mm-hmm. they they really tuck the camera in some weird spots like you're yeah. up in the rafters you're watching people from like seats behind them or often like scaffolding yeah. behind them and they're it's it's very clear that you're in these places. It's not like they just, you know, put the camera here because it was an obvious angle. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's the the one scene where it was booking him, right? We're talking, and you can see through these big chairs, and they're on yeah. the other side of the chairs. Um, it's a lot of that, like, especially when you're on the boat, just tucking you around yeah. and in and through everything. Yeah. Um, and also a lot of it, I think, was a lot of symmetry in respect to how uh, Puero has his, like, very big OCD... Ooh, um, yeah. I didn't pick up like on that. Like, a lot of the, the shots were half and half, and you could, like, visibly chair, especially with the chairs, that chair scene. Well, all the interrogation scenes um, were kind of like that. Yeah, so it was very uh, visibly done to reflect, I think, his personality, which I enjoyed very much, um, and not, like, you know, just having a, a very different feel, especially with, like, the, the Orient Express movie, which felt very uh, rushed and different um from what i can remember from it i haven't watched it in a long time probably since the theaters um but in contrast to that i would say it's a superior sequel which is not something you always get from movies that's why i was kind of scared that they made a second one i was like well that's why uh, i'm worried about like if they i think what netflix picked up knives out sequels and it's gonna be like uh, you're not topping what you did before because we weren't expecting what happened before now i didn't see the first i didn't see the murder on the orient express so yeah i had zero expectations going into this and they were well met yeah um or i you know i was very pleased with this yeah also it was just a i think also the characters were well done in that they uh every choice and the characters actions were very respectful 
of how they were portrayed. Like in the in the movie, they like portrayed experts in as like the overbearing mother, and you didn't really understand how overbearing the mother was until later on. Oh, yeah. You didn't understand um, necessarily how communist one of these people were <laughs> until like later on. You like you all these like characters like the the lovers like when you're first introduced to lovers you don't really understand how in love they are until yeah. later in the movie which i think it, it I just know, the brings... dancing was a pretty good cue so how in love they were true but i i think it just brings this like l- level of depth to how true uh they portrayed them and their respective actions of those well, like, uh personalities they never they stopped developing any of the characters until yeah. the very end, which is like you know how the detective movie works, right? Like you, the guy, mm-hmm. you are kind of like the detective, and you're gleaning more and more information about the situation until it all becomes apparent. Peeling back the layers just, of the onion. You start out with this wedding, this party crew, and then it's like, oh, this is the family lawyer, this is the family doctor, this is this person, this is this person, this this relationship happened, this grudge exists, this happens, these two people are in love with each other, these two people are in love with each other, these two people are hating each other, and you just keep going and going and going, and like by the end it's like, you have a bunch of really well-developed characters with significant backstories that, you know, play into the plot in various reactions into why they behave a certain way. Like, even with, like, the one woman having previously owned the building that was now being given away, like, that kind of, like, level of detail that I feel, again, you don't get, you don't have to really think about in these bigger movies that we get now, because it's like, a bad guy over there, we go break, and then movie end. Yeah. And it's like, this is, like, every... Detail. Yeah, I don't want to say everything happened with a purpose, but, like... There's so many little minute details. I would say details. every conversation yeah. had purpose. I mean, most of the movie was conversation, right? Like, yeah. there wasn't really any kind of small talk. And if there was small talk, well, later on, it actually became meaningful because it placed two characters at a certain point in time. Yeah. Which like, is such a, a great place. Not Obviously, they're going off of book source material, but also just how to interpret that and put that on screen then is is really big, which I thought was great. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. There was something I thought of, and now I can't remember what it was. Oh well. So you were on the cinematography and stuff. Cinematography, and loving it, and the characters, and yeah, I thought it was phenomenal acting. Um, yep. Phenomenal character development. Great story. Solid. What? Where would you rate this on the Marvel scale? Above which Marvel movie would you say? Well, everything's above Thor 1, so we're at least there. <laughs> right, so like if I had to choose between watching, like, so like what Marvel movie do I what say? What Marvel movie would you watch? I would rather watch this. Yes. Um, you th- I think I think very poorly of Marvel movies now that I actually am putting this on that scale. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Uh, well, okay, definitely not the new Spider-Man movie. It's definitely not Doctor Strange. Definitely not Endgame, Infinity War. Oh. Uh, I definitely... No, Iron Man is definitely above... I think Iron Man is just more sentimental at this point than it is. Probably, like, Iron Man 3. I'd rather watch this than Iron Man 3 if I, like, got a collection of friends together and we're like, these are the only two movies we left. We have left on this deserted island and we're about to run out of food and we're going to pick uh. the one that's going to make us happy as we die. Uh, 
<laughs> it ends pretty sad. <laughs> it ends pretty sad. We could have watched Iron Man so 3. Depressed. Yeah, but like, it's the Mandarin. He's not really the Mandarin. Then they He's introduced like the Mandarin and Shang-Chi. Like, it's definitely better than Shang-Chi, I'll say. Okay. Because Shang-Chi angered me because really great kung fu into giant demons. And I'm just like, all right, all right I'm over it. Um... I honestly say most of them. There's like a, it is a far fewer list of movies that I think would be mm. better than this in the Marvel universe. You? Uh, I would probably watch this over Doctor Strange. If I'm being honest, I dislike Stephen Strange. I, I, I mean, I obviously like the, the the action. I love I love Stephen Strange as a hero, and I love that movie. But I just love murder mysteries so much. Like I love. I don't murder disagree. Mysteries. I think I was just disappointed. So the, the one thing was I was disappointed was the, the twisty. Oh, the no, twist. the twisty twist wasn't twisty twisted enough. But it was like the twist that threw you off the actual twist because you were thinking about a more twisty twist. And it's like, I'm just... Well, I think just to, to kind of come alongside and maybe support the, the script writers and, and the, the vision is that it was more thought out than a traditional... It like was more premeditated than we thought. That's true. It wasn't just like um, a crime of convenience. Like it wasn't. It was just, a crime of passion, but it was a thought out crime. Of it was what well, was months in the making. Essentially, yeah. get him on the will and then murder her and then run off into the sunset. Except, yeah. like, with a lot of intricate steps. Yeah, in between. Um, Which is interesting. Was Jack? Was Jack his name? Jack was a confidence man, if ever there was one. Mm. But anyway, I think that's, that's yeah. about it for me. I think that wraps up our, our summary on it. Definitely go see it. Um, formulate your own opinions about it. But if you like murder mysteries, this is definitely a good one. I give it the the Sean seal of approval. Stamped, signed, sealed, delivered. Arf, is, arf, sealed. Arf, arf, <laughs> sealed. little bonus. Is there ever a movie we haven't said go see? Except uh, Last Duel. Yeah, we definitely said don't go see that um, yeah, like, unless you're just like i don't think there's a movie we told people not to go see uh i think shang chi we told you to go see it but we probably cautioned you before curb your expectations curb i your expectations. i think that'll uh, be uh next week's uncharted right next week's uncharted and then bad feeling about that one i hope it's good i am a fan of seeing tom holland in different roles and i hope he plays someone that isn't spider-man-esque Fingers crossed. You can only play Peter Parker. He will forever be Peter Peter Parker. We will see. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us on this one. And then we'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys.